Hey guys, Broke Investor here. Um, just want to let you guys know, today's podcast is basically just talking about my dividend portfolio and some new um, pieces that I'm tracking now as it relates to dividend stocks, some new ratios, some new growth rates, um, and some moves I'm making as of late. I also want to mention that um, I just want to thank everyone for listening because although it does not seem like much... It's better than nothing. I made uh, $50 since I started podcasting through the Anchor app. Um, what did I start? Last year, you know, a little over a year ago. I'm very inconsistent. I do zero preparation and I ramble. So considering that, $50, not so bad. Um, so anyway, um, stay tuned for this uh, podcast. I hope you guys enjoy and thank you as always. Later. What's going on guys, Broke-Ass Investor here, back for another podcast um, to talk about what I'm doing with my dividend portfolio as of late. So, as many of you probably know, um, I track my dividends each and every month, I go through this and that and the other thing, and there's always a couple fields that I keep on there um, just to look at as needed, um, you know, to make sure that if I have to double check something or compare them to another stock just to see how things are going. Um, and in the beginning, that was always the payout ratio, which is, again, how much of the earnings gets, the net earnings gets paid um, towards the dividend, which in that case, obviously, you want to keep it under 100%, mainly under 70%. And then another thing I always tracked was the dividend growth years. Um, it's basically how many years a company has increased their dividend consecutively. Because um, the more years they could do this, the more stability it seems that they do have. However, since then, I have been adding a few more uh, columns, I'll say, criteria that I want to look at for my long-term dividend stocks. Um, and keep in mind, you know, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to add everything to this. I'm just trying to add what is important to me as a long-term dividend investor. So what I have added since is dividend growth over the last five years, dividend growth over the last 10 years, the past five years earnings growth, the debt to equity ratio, um, the, well, the current dividend yield is actually something I, I had previously, and so was market cap. So I added four new fields, and we'll just go over why. Obviously, I added dividend growth 5 to 10. Um, so first off, the reason I added 5 and 10 is because you want to see, I mean, over the last 10 years, um, as someone pointed out to me, when you look at banks in general, um, you know, they, their recovery was just at the beginning of, you know, about 10 years ago. So they went from, most of them went from no dividend to back to paying a normal dividend. So in, in that case, the growth rate was tremendous. So when that goes into the average, it's kind of, you know, it's not really legit. It's not really something, you know, it's not really something I want to consider. Um, so obviously if they're not increasing their dividend, 
year over year over year, they w- they shouldn't be on my list anyway. But if I'm looking at, you know, hundreds of stocks that I'm trying to filter out, um, you know, the dividend growth, over, especially over the last 10 years, the most most of them are going to be banks. So obviously 10 years is good, though. It's good judge, especially if, you know, they're not banks. Um, and on top of that, I have five years, which it shows you the more current growth rate because, you know, years six to 10 may have been wonderful, which is why, you know, the 10 the year growth rate is, you know, is what it is. But you might want to look at the five year and you can see, OK, as of late, maybe they're not growing it as what as uh, as high. So what's going on? So it's good to have both as a key indicator. I care about five-year growth rate. I care about 10-year growth rate. Um, and, that, and this column in general, why did I add it? I'll tell you why I added it, and I should have added it a long time ago. I'm a dividend investor, a long-term dividend investor. The point of my account is to have companies that are going to pay me dividends and enough dividends that I can live off of. So how is that going to happen unless I'm investing in companies that are not only increasing their dividend year over year, but increasing their dividend substantially more than the pathetic raises that you get at your job of 3% or whatever. You know, I'm talking double digits. So if you invest in a company that averages 10% or more dividend growth rate year over year, your yield on cost will be substantial which will help you retire early and live off dividends or have it as supplemental income. So your original investment will have been, you know, would have been well worth it if you have a company that's raising it to that standard. Um, it'll eventually get to a point where you're getting paid the same amount in dividend as the money you invested. And then it'll skyrocket from there, um, especially if you're reinvesting them back into the same company. But anyway, so I added dividend growth rate five and 10 years. Now, I also added the past five years earnings growth rate because, um, well, for one, I used the famous, um, what is it? The uh, CCC spreadsheet, Champions, Challengers, Contenders spreadsheet, um, the famous spreadsheet that everyone uses online. And that's actually a column that they provide uh, on top of the dividend growth. So I was like, you know what? Because honestly, to calculate this myself is a pain in the ass, but it's already there on a spreadsheet. So why would I not utilize that to my advantage? Um, Because all of my stocks are on that spreadsheet considering they pay a dividend. So anyway, I added the past five years earnings growth rate just to make sure it's in the positive. Um, I mean, you know, not only in the positive, but you're hoping that's also in double digits. Because if they're increasing their dividend by double digits, you want them to increase their earnings by double digits. Or else, you know, eventually it's going to go the wrong way and they'll be, uh, they'll be borrowing money to pay your dividend. Um, so if you see the negative, they're going backwards. So obviously, companies like Exxon, um, I own Philips 66, another energy stock. You know, those companies, they're in the negative. Um, I own them. 
uh, but they're in the negative because of COVID. So normally, I would not want any part of a stock like this. However, I need to take things into consideration, such as COVID. Um, I know Exxon, everyone's standing clear. A lot of people are just running away from it. I'm honestly not, because where the hell is oil going? I mean, you can talk about your green plan, whatever the hell it's called, um, you know, that AOC has, but oil is going to be around forever, or at least as long as I'm alive. Whoever uh, takes over my account after I die, that's their problem. But Exxon is a huge company. They're going to be around as long as I'm living. I know that. The dividend, you know, that's another story. Um, I know how they feel about their dividend. Maybe they, did, they haven't increased during COVID, but they sure as hell want to pay it. I almost fell off my chair, by the way. That, that's what that noise was. So I'm sticking around with Exxon. So that's one of very, very few companies that I have that are not growing their dividend currently and have negative earnings growth. On the flip side, you look at companies like, I mean, AbbVie, um, that's the healthcare company. They're up 36.8%. United Health, another healthcare company, 66.7%. A new investment I got, Texas Instruments, they're up 15.3%. You know, that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. Um, so anyway, that's, again, another column. I want to see it in the positive. I want to make sure a company's growing. And the last column that I added is called debt to equity ratio. Now, this basically compares um, the debt versus the equity so it's debt divided by equity. Now, you know, this is very important because obviously you don't want a company with high debt, but you can't just say high debt because a company could be huge and be borrowing a lot of money. So you have to compare their debt to their total equity, shareholders' equity. Um, so what they say is around two, you don't want to be more than two. Um, so... I mean, that what kind of was an eye-opener on a lot of companies because I never really, you know, looked at debt so negatively. Um, I looked at it here and there. Obviously, you don't want a company that's buried in debt, but this, needs, this is, is kind of going to remind me that, okay, you know, if this company has a bad year or a couple bad years, you know, these creditors want their money. So they're going to get paid first. So the dividend will get cut or eliminated or the company could even go under. And then at that point, you ain't getting crap because you're last on the list when it comes to liquidating the company, the, the shareholders. Um, maybe not for the uh, preferred stock shareholders, but the, comp the poor folk like us, you know, the common stock shareholders, we last. So we ain't getting shit if a company goes under. So anyway, you just want to make sure that a company is... You know, they're in control. They're, they're not borrowing their their ass off. Um, just think about it, you know, you yourself. You don't want debt, right? You pay off, you spend your life paying off your debt or, you know, and when you're out of debt, you don't want debt. Why would you invest in a company that's buried in debt? You know, they're essentially more irresponsible than you. So why would you trust them with your money? You got to look at it that way. On the flip side is, 
is, you know, in business, you have to, you know, borrow money to make money. In most cases, as long as, you know, you're borrowing at low interest rates and you're being smart about it. You can't borrow too much, though. You can't borrow to pay the dividend. That's for damn sure. You just, or you can't borrow money to buy companies that it's a risk. A lot of companies, you know, they, they borrow too much and they get buried and they get, you know, they get screwed. Um, so anyway, this is kind of a good judge of that, of where a company stands um, as far as how much debt they're borrowing versus, you know, the company overall, or at least the size. So um, anyway, as I went through these recently, I had to cut out um, IRM. Um, they were kind of on the cusp anyway. Um, that's Iron Mountain. They were, uh, they're actually a REIT now. They were industrial, which is what I had them under. Um, and they are considered a REIT, real estate investment trust. So I, as you know, I'm getting rid of my uh, REITs from my taxable brokerage and I'm moving them to my Roth. However, IRM, I'm probably not going to add to my Roth. I cut them out because you know, they, they had a lot of debt, you know, they had, you know, all the high payout ratios, this and that, but it's a company that's kind of in a competitive space at two. And do I really trust them? I know. Yeah. When paper was popular, paper storage, they're the, they're the place to go. And I know they're updating their cloud crap, but I don't know enough, honestly, to have them stay in my portfolio and enough to trust them. So it was time to cut ties with IRM. I took a loss too, which is fine because um, tax time coming. So I need to offset some dividend income. Another company that um, I'm going to sell actually today is Cardinal Health. Now, Cardinal Health is a huge healthcare company. They are a large cap stock. I bought them maybe a year or two ago because, you know, they're a big name. They're in the healthcare industry, um, well, healthcare sector. They're in the medical distribution industry. So they're, you know, good company. They always had a low payout ratio. They had 24 years of dividend increases and they have a great dividend growth rate of 14.3%. So why would I get rid of them? And... The debt to equity that I uh, looked at was in the 20s, um, which is obviously way above two. So their debt is enormous. Um, why? I don't know. I didn't, de- you know, dive into it that deep. Maybe they, um, you know, acquired a new company. Who knows? But their debt to income, I mean, their debt to equity was not looking pretty over the past, you know, quite, you know, some quarters and also their past five earnings growth rate is negative 40%. Not just negative, negative 40%. So I'm not feeling too good about them. And honestly, I need to I need to get rid of some stocks because I'm you know, the other day I had what 34 stocks. Um, but I'm trying to get down on so honestly to under 30. I need to focus on companies that I trust companies that meet the criteria that I need why waste my time with companies like this I mean there's no growth rate they're the debt they're buried in debt maybe they'll, they'll turn things around maybe they're being smart about their debt maybe they're paying off their debt 
Um, they're certainly paying their dividend year over year, so I can seems like I can, I can count on that. But what if something goes wrong? Something goes south? Um, I don't need that in my portfolio. So I also have, you know, I have four total healthcare stocks. So to let one go, why not? Um, you know, I need, I don't need, I need it. I look pr- probably three minute, three, uh, three at most in each sector. That's the way I look at it. Um, because again, you want to review these companies quarter over quarter, year over year. You want to see how they're doing. You want to stay on top of them. So the less there are, the easier this is because God knows we have to freaking work, you know, ev- each and every day. And then we have to take care of our family. So who the hell has time to do all this? So anyway, that's what I'm doing with my portfolio. Um, and I'm, you know, it's kind of good that I've, I'm sitting back and I'm going through my current holdings instead of worrying about, Ooh, what new stock should I add? I'm reanalyzing what I do own now because I need to admit if I made a mistake, you know, don't, don't feel bad about admitting mistakes. Um, I've sure as hell made plenty over the years. Um, so Anyway, I just wanted to share that with everyone. Hopefully that made sense. Hopefully that helps, you know, a few people here and there. But um, that's all I got. I'm selling Cardinal Health today and I'm going to pick up someone else. Probably someone who's on the same payout schedule. Again, because I'm, you know, I balance my monthly income. Which, you know, again, it's not recommended. But it's something, you know, I can do because I, I trust the holdings, or at least most of the holdings in my portfolio, so and I have plenty spread out amongst the uh, pay, payment frequencies, so as long as there's a deal, I'm in. Anyway, it's time to go to work, guys, so I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Later.